Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. I'm going to run and nothing's going to stop me now. Hurdles gonna bring me down Cause I am going I'm going for the crown Let me tell you here I'm looking for something It's not down here It must be up Running all my life for more a prize, a prize that's worth it. I'm satisfied by what this world offers. It rusts and fades and can be taken away. I'm interested in things of greater value. I want more. See here, I've tried to find my meaning in things, in people's opinions, in their acceptance. But that reward ain't worth so, and it don't come close to real love, cause I'm gonna run, and nothing's gonna stop me now, no hurdles gonna bring me down, cause I
St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. We'd love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. to praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised.
thank our praise singers. They're diligent. They're just dynamic and we praise God for them. We praise God for you. We lift up Jesus, the author, finisher, and sustainer of our faith. We just praise him who was, who is, and who is to come, the Almighty. God is good and he's a stronghold in the time of trouble. And Nahum says, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Praise his holy and everlasting name. Praise the name of Jesus for he is king of kings and lord of lords. He's the potentate of paradise. He's the alpha and the omega. He is the, he's El Elyon. Listen, the most high God. And we worship him on this Lord's day and every day. And we thank God for Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Now we are excited as our grand opening is coming up May 23rd. We're coming back May 23rd. Should the Lord spare life delay is coming. First service, 8 o'clock, 8 to 9.30. Second service, 10.30 to 12. And we ask that you wear masks. We're going to have sanitizers. The building will be sanitized. We're going to have the ushers and the uh, deacons uh, seat you. We're going to be spaced. It's going to be safe and secure. And we're going to, for listen, it's been over a year. We're coming back to worship him collectively in spirit and in truth. So mark the calendars and get yourself ready. We're going to lift up Jesus collectively as a fellowship. Our second dosage for those who received the first one, and only those that received the first one, is May 1st, next Saturday. Amen. Same time, 9 to 6, and we ask that you would be here to get your second dosage. We praise God again, from whom all blessings flow. I'm excited. This morning we start a new, a new not a new series, but a new Error. Uh, the first one was 
our righteous responsibility, that's our theme this year, to the faith, our trust, our truth, our transformation, our transitions, and our triumph. And today, our righteous responsibility to the family. We're dealing heavily with the family. And we're going to give you the word of God. Amen. In its entirety. We're going to uh, show you what the word of God has to say. You might want to take notes. has to say about the family. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So we are excited and we are thankful to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm going to begin in Genesis 126, and I'm going to kind of explain our theme is family fidelity, true glue, true glue, true glue, the union, the, the unit in the unity will be the first three facets of the family. The union, that's the marriage, the unit, that's the family, and the unity, amen, that's the fellowship. We're going to be handling this, and, and I want to say that God created, bara is the Hebrew word, that is to call into existence something out of nothing, ex nihilo. God created the foundation of the earth, the fabulous universe, and Job 38 says, when God created the universe, that the angels who were already created, and they are created beings, applauded God for his wisdom. Amen. And God not only created the foundations of the earth and the fabulous universe, the heavens, but the first institution in the Bible, which is the family. The family. I want to begin by saying that in Genesis 1 is the creative acts of God, and the Bible says in 126 that God said, let us, plurality, let us. He wasn't talking to the angels. The angels have no creative power. Let us, talking about the triunity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us Make man in our own image. The word image denotes a man with an intellect, a man with emotions, and a man with a will. Those three words deal with the image of God. Intellect, emotion, and will. Let us, God created Adam from the dust of the earth, breathed into him the breath of life, and the Bible says he became a living soul. And then God allowed some time to pass as Adam named all of the animals, and, and uh, God says there is no companion for him. So God put Adam to sleep. Lord have mercy. And with Adam's rib, took a rib out and made a woman. That's in the Bible. He made the head and the helper 
a man and a wife, a male and a female. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that from this union, God had already instituted, amen, this married couple, listen, amen, to be guided by God and to glorify God in their lives. We're in Genesis 2, pre-fall, this is important, pre-fall, pre-fall, before the fall, and the Bible says that they were naked but not ashamed. Meaning that they were perfect, they had no sin nature, amen, and the reason they were not ashamed is because they were in what we call the Edenic Covenant, Garden of Eden, perfect paradise, where God had placed them as a married couple. Now you need to understand this historicity because when you get to Genesis 3, and I want you to read Genesis 2, 3, and even 4, when you get to Genesis 3, Satan, who was Lucifer, who had fallen, decides with the permission of God to approach and cause this married couple to fall. Now today I'm dealing with design and Amen. I'm dealing with the design of marriage and this married couple, and I'm dealing, amen, with the uh, whole aspect of what it is to be married. Next week, should the Lord spare life and delay is coming, I'm dealing with, amen, disruptions. And, and in chapter 3, there's a disruption because Satan comes and he deceives the woman you know the story, and Adam sinned willfully. And after they sin, because they have now a sin nature, David said, I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Adam is the federal head, handed down to everybody born a sin nature. We inherited a sin nature. It's that sin nature that causes us to be disruptive in our marriages. Sin nature. Now, we can't use that as an excuse because those of us that are saying we have the Holy Spirit, amen, who can superintend and superimpose his power over the old nature. But the disruptions is that they were fearful, they were guilt-ridden, and they were shamed. And like us, they went out and covered themselves. This is why so many marriages are messed up. They covered themselves with a false covering, and made aprons of fig leaves. God said, where are you, Adam? And he said, uh, Adam said, I'm here. He was ashamed, and God said, who told you you were naked? Have you partaken of the tree that I told you not to partake of? You can eat of every tree, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, tree of Good and evil, you shall not. For the day you shall eat, you shall die. Let's 
let's differentiate pre-fall and post-fall. Our disruptions is when we become sick, suffocated, suffocating, yeah, and selfish in our relationships. All that is because of sin. We're going to deal with that, but today I want to look at this whole matter of the family. That first institution in the Bible. The nuclear family, the modern family. Family denotes a man, a woman, and children. Yeah. Not two men, not two women. A man, a woman, and children. Now, I'm giving you pure word, and if you have a problem with anything I'm saying, give it to Jesus. Because I'm giving you the word. We're going to deal with broken families, battered families, bruised families. Uh, We're going to deal with blended families. We're going to deal with families. We have a great counselor in our church, Reverend uh, McNair, and a great marriage class, Deacon Hopkins and others that are here for your uh, counsel. But let me say as we start out, first we see the design for this union. This union. And, and, and this design begins with a covenant. Marriage is a covenant. It is an agreement between you, God, and your mate. When you take the wedding vows, it's not just a bunch of words that are said. It's a covenant. It is an agreement, Lord have mercy, with Almighty God, amen, which pulls us into an agreement to live out. We are gathered here together in the sight of God and all these people to bring together this man and woman holy matrimony which is, and encouraged by Apostle Paul, it is not to be entered into lightly, but discreetly. Uh, and, and then vows are taken. Do you take this woman to be your, your lawful wedded wife, to have in the whole, through rich, or through, through, through sickness, through, uh, through poor, rich? Do you forsake all others and give yourself to her only. And then the same is said by the man. It is a covenant. It, it is something that we are agreeing to. And typically the answer is I do. We are entering. The word covenant in the Old Testament was when God put Abraham to sleep in Genesis 15. After, after Abraham had gathered animals and killed them and cut them up. And God would go between the animals with a flaming divine fire to sanctify and God was swearing by himself to himself while Abraham was asleep and it came out as the Abrahamic covenant. So a covenant is essentially, listen to this now, it is an agreement that we take a man before God. It's a covenant to to have and to hold uh, through sickness, through health, 
till death do us part. It's a permanent covenant, amen, that we take with God. It is, it is a pledge. I pledge to marry and stay together with this person to death do us part. It's a pledge. Now, when we get to disruptions, we're going to deal with grounds for this, uh, for, for divorce. Uh, we believe in, and I want to say this carefully, we, we believe in uh, the ideal marriage, that's according to scripture, we believe in ordeals, and we've seen ordeals where someone, for the sake of uh, fornication, adultery, perpetual fornication, adultery, or desertion, amen, God has allowed, amen, divorce and remarriage, and then we're going to deal with no deal. Some people want to come apart because they say they're not compatible. That's not in the Bible. So we're going to preach the Bible to you. And, and understand that, amen, God's word says that this is a covenant, a pledge, amen, to stay together before God. It's a covenant. It's an agreement. It's, it's not only a pledge, it, it is a compassion. God is urging married couples in a unique way, amen, to be compassionate, to love one another with his agapeo love. Now that agapeo love is sacrificial. God, God is urging us, amen, through everything, to be sacrificially loving. Amen. Not to say everything that comes to your mouth. Not to react, respond. Amen. It's, it is a loving, amen. And, and let me stop, pause, and park. We're going to deal with this under disruptions. We can't love someone else when we don't love ourselves. We, we can't love someone else when we don't love God. There, there are things in us that prevent us from giving love. Amen. If you've never been loved, you can't love. Amen. If you have self-hatred, you can't love. If you have a low opinion of yourself, you can't love. And, and, and so all that will come under disruption, but he talks about compassion. And he, 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 he deals with this matter, if you will, of this agapeo Love, listen, of sacrifice. No matter what I have to do, or how long I have to wait around, I, I will sacrificially love you beyond who you are, beyond what, you, what signals you give out. My love for you is sacrificial. It, it is a compassion that only God can give us. It's not only a covenant and a compassion. And I want to, and these, these are just the, 
designs of marriage, amen, and, and, and the scriptures that deal with marriage, and I'm going to give them out, we're going to come back to them, Genesis 2, hallelujah, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, 1 Corinthians 7, amen, and, and there are others I'm going to give you, all on the subject of marriage. Marriage has become a misfit today. Mar marriage, people have entered lightly into marriage and wrecked its original meaning. Yet that is, that is when we look at these designs, it is not only a covenant and a compassion, it's a covering that the husband's covering is Christ, 1 Corinthians. The wife's covering is her husband. It, it, it has to do with spiritual headship. It has to do with authority. It has to do with whom you are spiritually responsible to and why. And why? Wives, your place is to your husband. Not to your family, not to your friends. Your place is to your husbands. Husbands, agapeo your wives as Christ agapeo the church, sacrificially. Gave his life for the church. So when you begin to put scripture together, there is not only a covenant and a compassion, but there is a covering. How does God, and, 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 and that was the whole, uh, that was the whole meaning of uh, women having a covering over their head, which we believe is traditional. A lot of women wore hats, but their covering is their hair. Your hair is your glory. And, and so your covering, your spiritual covering women are your husbands. He told the woman at the well, go call your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, if you have five. Your spiritual covering is your husband's. Husbands, your covering is Jesus. He is your direct authority. And, and so, child of God, when we deal with the covering, just the covering, if I'm covered spiritually under Christ and the wife is covered under her husband, that relationship is spiritually intact. Intact. Ah. That, that is, uh, he deals with this matter in design of covering. Now, all this is pre-fall. Amen. And then he deals with companionship. The closest relationship on earth. And, and people may not want to hear this, but your husband and your wife comes before your kids. I know that's a hard one to swallow. You know, when I was growing up, nobody could eat till dad got home. Today, dad lucky if he get a hot dog. The, the fact of the matter is, is that we have, amen, we have made the family dysfunctional. And the fact of the matter is, and I'm giving you the word of God, this matter of companionship is that the two of you are partners in a relationship that God ordained. 
No one. It's a, it's a relationship of priority. It's a relationship of permanence. That God does not see anybody else entering that relationship. It is a relationship priority. Now, we, we all got to work to this. Because when I get on disruptions, you're going to understand why we can't reach these levels of companionship because other things enter into the equation. So he deals with this matter of covering companionship. And I, and I, and, 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 and I want to say this, that uh, 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 he, he lets us know through the word of God when you look at Ephesians 5, read that. Colossians 3, read that. Colossians 3 talks about and be forgiving. Don't hold things against one another. Be merciful. Strive for, amen, completeness. Let the, listen, let God rule in your hearts. Let God be the umpire. Let God be the peace. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So Colossians has a lot to say about our attitudes towards one another in the family relationship. And of course, Ephesians tells us, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit, hupotasso, to your husbands as unto the Lord. So, our attitudes towards one another is what our attitudes ought to be unto the Lord. And you can only do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that when we look at this matter of companionship and commitment, what are we committed to? We committed to the Lord. We committed to the Lord's word. We committed to our mates. There's a commitment there. Not to quit, not to walk out, not to divorce, not not to not to analyze, not 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 but but to support, to sacrificially give, amen, and to amen, listen, and, and to make sure that we see them as God's blessings to us. We are committed. Amen. With an integrity, if you will. We're committed one to another, Lord have mercy, to fight, not physically, for oneness. To grow to maturity. To pledge one to another to work through, work out situations. There's got to be commitment there. Not feelings, faith. It's a faithful commitment to love your mate till death do your part. To support, to serve, to submit. Yeah. That, that is a commitment that we have when we get married. You're not committed to your feelings. You're not committed to your fractures. You're committed by faith, to live out and support and serve and submit in the name of Jesus. 
God, God, God is calling for a commitment. And, and, and I, I want to say this, that we, we, we see God's design, but we see God's dependencies. One of, the, one of the dependencies that he puts on us is to be committed to the day I die. Ooh. Where did that come from? The Bible. Not only commitment, but character, integrity. We should not lie. We should not exploit. There is an integrity that God's going to hold us to. There is an integrity in relationship, in the marriage relationship, amen, not of wealth, but of mental, emotional health. There is a yeah, there's a character to place first in our lives this unique relationship. Well, you don't understand. My husband, my wife, um, God's going to hold each one of us accountable for what he has placed in his word. And, 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 and so... Um, he deals with commitment and character in this thing of dependency and then he deals with communication a, a, a sharing a close sharing now let me stop Paul's apart because disruptions and we're going to deal with disruptions heavily why we can't communicate and there are some books on five laws of communication five languages why we can't communicate why we can easily communicate with somebody else we don't live with. Why, why we can bring others into our conversation and, and feel uninhibited in talking to them. That goes back to disruptions. We're going to deal with that. Our history, our hurts, and our hearts. But in communication, we have to first listen without defense. Let the defense rest. Some of us don't let the other person get out what they're going to say before they cut them off. We got to learn to listen. If you listen close enough, you'll understand where the hurts are coming from. If you listen close enough, you'll understand what they're crying out for. You got to listen. You got to love. You can't be judgmental. And some things, while you're listening, you got to let go. That when I am able to communicate and the other is communicating with me, we are sharing the deep secrets of our hearts. You say, well, I can't trust you with my secrets. Well, you got some disruptive stuff going on that we're going to deal with next week. Your history, your hurts. Yeah. Something happened to you before you even got married. That's causing you to hold your wife, your husband hostage. Ah, memories are messing up your mindset. Yeah. That, that is, child of God, we got to learn to openly communicate, be quiet, listen, love, 
And some things just let go without criticism. Let me hear what you have to say. Let me lovingly listen to you. We've got to learn how to effectively communicate, listen, to be clear. We have to learn how to edify the other person, build them up, encourage them, enlighten them. In love. Not pay them back. Not avenge yourself. Not attack. When's the last time you just sat down and said, you know what? I just want to listen. Now, the other person shouldn't start preaching three, three days of sermons. But communication is a fair listening and a fair talking and a, without interruption. Let me, let me stop Paul's part. It has been proven that a lot of men that go to prostitutes don't go for sex. They pay the money, they shut the door, and they just, wanna, they just want somebody objective to listen. Now, I'm not saying all men do that. But that's a travesty to go to a complete stranger who is wayward in order to just listen to you without condemnation. We got to listen to one another in love. And that's not easy. That's not, it takes the Holy Spirit to do that because if you've been married for years, you got a whole bunch of buildup. You got a whole bunch of uh, memories, bad memories. You got a whole bunch of history. And, and oftentimes, it is just difficult to communicate. Mm. My God. That, that dependency, and in our communication, we ought not be critical. That's a downer. When we're critical with one another, we're knocking the other person down. Hmm. He deals with this matter of communication, and then we get on the, that's just the dependencies, and then we get on what I call the dedications, and the first dedication is our connection to Christ. The word as, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Submit yourself to your husband as unto the Lord. Our connection to Christ is critical. Now, you should not marry somebody unsaved. You should not marry somebody, Lord have mercy, who is an unbeliever. That's light and darkness. And even as a believer, you, you really got to make sure they are trusting Jesus. And not trying to live like the world, not trying to be like Hollywood, not, not trying to be impressive to other people outside the marriage. No, 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 no. Our connection to Jesus Christ is paramount. Because if I don't love Jesus, I can't love you. If I'm not submitted to Jesus, I can't be submitted to you. Mm. That child of God, our connection to Christ 
in fellowship, in fellowship, and in faithfulness has to exist if my marriage is going to work. Jesus is first. Your mate is second. Your children is third. The church is fourth. Lord have mercy. Your family is fifth. You, you, you better understand, uh, your friends are six. When you look at the priority of things, our connection to Jesus Christ is paramount. Did not I tell you? What did my word say? Huh? That, 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 that child of God, and that's why we believe in marriage counseling in this church. You, you, you got to go through counseling, and the counseling is all biblical. It's not based on your feelings. It's based on what the word of God says. First Corinthians talks to the unbelievers, the widows, talks to the virgins. Paul said, I wish all of you could be as I am without the need for a human relationship, but God has given everybody a proper gift, and it's better to marry than to burn, and we should not defraud one another, except with a consent of fasting, and then come back together again. So Paul lays out some practical things in marriage, amen, that are crucial to the believer in Jesus Christ. Our connection to Christ is our first dedication, and then our critical condition, amen, of communion with one another. And that's in Ephesians 5 and 6. The agapeo love, submission, sacrifice, service, surrender, amen. Uh, These things God wants us to live in accordance with. See, the problem in our marriages is that we have watched models in our lives that were bad models. We see them on TV. We see them in life. We probably saw some of it in our parents. Uh, Very few of us have been exposed to a biblical-based home, a biblical-based foundation of family. Some grew up without a father. Some grew up without a mother. That's an incomplete family. Some grew up, Lord have mercy, not spending time with their kids. Some grew up cursing. Some grew up up dysfunctional. Some was out in the street. I'm preaching. You've seen all that growing up, and they cause disruptions within you of trust, of transference of triumph in relationships. I had to learn, and I'm still learning, how to love. Hmm. Because love to me was selfish. Love love to me was self-satisfying. Yeah. Love to me was not covering another person. I had to learn, Paul said, I learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. We have to learn how to love. It's not through feelings. 
Paul, Paul, Paul engineers not only the connection to Christ and the critical communion, but the cutouts. Don't allow yourself to become bitter. You don't need to be bitter against one another. You don't, you don't need to batter and bruise one another. And certainly not put your hands on one another. It's not God's will for you to hit your mate. And that's not just husbands and wives, it's wives and husbands. That, that, that there, are some, there are some cutouts involved in this marriage relationship, in this union. Pre-fall, the disruptions come in at the post-fall. Our historical context develops all kinds of disruptions in my marriage relationship. Being out in the street with a whole bunch of women. Being out in the street with different men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Growing up into bad models. Seeing things that God never wanted you and I to be a part of. Illicit sex. True intimacy. And true intimacy has nothing to do with huffing and puffing and kissing and hugging. Intimacy, in God's eyes, is the ability to humble ourselves. Intimacy is the ability under the guise of the Holy Spirit to submit, to work towards a maturing in intimacy is to fight for your family spiritually, intellectually, emotionally. No, I'm going to save my marriage. I'm not going there. No, I'm going to do whatever the Lord leads me to do to have a good home. Pre-fall, post-fall. Now, because we have these sinful natures, it causes all of these disruptions. And we're going to deal with the disruptions next week, should the Lord spare life. And it's a whole bunch of them. Whole bunch of this, this, you know, abuse, anger, bitterness. Lord, have mercy. Uh, a search for happiness without Christ. All these disruptions. Fractures. My history, my heart. Uh, my hindering Spirits that keep attacking me. They disrupt and they bring you into dysfunction when you look at them. If God should mark iniquities, who could stand? All of us are messed up. All of us are sinners saved by grace. There's none righteous, no, not one. 
What can somebody else do to you that, and, and you can't forgive them for, that Jesus didn't forgive you for? What is it? What right do you have to hold somebody else hostage? What right do you have to complain and not see yourself? The family, the nuclear family, the family, a man, a woman, a husband, a wife, the head, the helper, Lord have mercy. They are glued together by covenant, compassion, covering, commitment, character. They're glued together. Connection with Christ. Communion with God and one another. And the cutouts. Where I refuse to allow myself to become bitter. To pull up my past. And use it against my mate. To separate, to divorce, to come away from what God has joined together, the institution, let no man put asunder. Not are you ready to rumble, are you ready to rejoice? Marriage is a mandate. Any relationship of intimacy, God only approves marriage. It's a ministry where we serve, submit, surrender, It's a lifelong maturing, coming together, learning one another, listening, loving of one another. It's work. I said it's work. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to make us conducive to the woman, to the man that he brought into our lives. No, they're not perfect. In fact, they messed up. Just like you are. We all got double uh, duffel bags of dumb stuff. We are plagued by sin, selfishness. We suffocate the other person. We complain. We go outside of our marriages. Communicating what we ought not communicate. Talking about one another. Yeah. God says what God has joined together. Not who God has joined together. What God has joined together is the institution. Let no man put us under. I dare you to start a love life with your mate. I dare you to sacrificially serve, submit, surrender, support. I dare you. I double dare you to put your mate first. He and she and he and she only. Forsaking all others. I dare you to walk together. Pray together. Submit together. Love one another, agapeo, with a sacrificial, serving, submissive, surrendered love. Thanking God for your mate.
That is, the fidelity of the family, true glue. For this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave, be glued unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Read Genesis 2, 3. Read 1 Corinthians 7, read Ephesians 5, Colossians 3. I dare you to take God at his word. This true glue will take years to put together and the two shall become a process. One. Oneness is what God is looking for. Oneness of peace. Oneness of power, yeah. Oneness in process. Let us get back to the Bible. Let us love one another as Christ has loved us. And love, listen, will cover a multitude of sins. Cover them. Mm. communicate with them, companion with them. Ah, I dare you to take God at his word. Forgive, move on, hold up, pray for, and walk in the spirit. And by the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. How do you see your mate this morning? A herder or a helper? God sent them or you found them? Hmm. A partner or a pest? God is holding us responsible. Because marriage is for mature people. Not for immature people. We have to come together and see God's design, dependence, and dedication in this matter called marriage. You can be saved this morning by believing that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God, ask and believing that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. He's God the Son and Son of God. We want you to support this ministry with your tithes and offerings. Tithe online or send your envelopes in the P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Listen. And we want you at our grand opening, May 23rd. May 23rd. 8 o'clock, 8 to 930, 1030 to 12. We're going to have a celebratory. Amen. Fellowship since we've been closed a year. And those that have gotten the first shots, May 1st, Saturday, come and get your second shots. We love you in Jesus. We've dealt with the design, the dedication, and the dependence. Next week, the disruptions and the dysfunctions. Let me do a little sidebar for our close. I was dysfunctional in my relationships. Yeah, I was disruptive in my relationships. God, the Holy Spirit, had to come in, and he's still coming in, 
metamorphosizing my mind, my will and my heart in Jesus. God bless you. We love you. Tune in next week. Go hug your husband. Go hug your wife. Get close. Say, baby, we're going to work this out to the end. In Jesus' name. you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. Stop me now. No hurdles gonna bring me down. Cause I am going, I'm going from the crown.
nothing's gonna stop me now. 